Welcome to The Floss, the self-help show for people that probably don't need it. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Floss Pod or subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Floss Pod. If you do something that you think everyone should do or that nobody should do, email it to us at theflosspod at gmail.com. We might read it. Uh, welcome to The Floss. My name is Gabe Gary. And, uh, well, we're going to do something new. I, I usually introduce our guests, but uh, starting now, I'm going to have my guests introduce themselves. So, David, why don't you go ahead and tell the people who you are? Uh, hi, my name's David, and David I, would, what? I would like to date your daughter. <laughs> That's Same. how I introduce myself. I'm Same. David Horning. I'm a comedian. I hear the distortion. Yeah, uh, well, you were pretty yeah. fucking loud on that Yeah, one. that was. That was me. I'm peaking. Um, I'm David Horning. I am a Cleveland comic, and I do a bunch of other stuff, too. Uh, you can find me... We'll do plugs at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool, yeah. That's <laughs> not how you introduce yourself with plugs? Hi, I'm Gabe. You can find me on Twitter and, and Instagram. And, or right here. Yeah, or right here, in person. Yeah. So that David Horning, Cleveland comic? Yep. I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. That's how yeah. I know you. Yeah. What if you were like, David Horning, I'm a black cop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there would have to be no video component to this. I've... T- <laughs> do I sound? Oh, God, no. You just have a really good white guy yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very, I'm very good at impressions. Wow. Little known piece of work from Dave, Black Cop. Uh, all right, David, what is something that you do that you think everybody should do? Challenge yourself. And you can you can put that as yourself as one word or two words. Whoa. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to have to take a minute. And Challenge <laughs> your... I feel like the second one is just too... It's too much to cover in a 20-minute episode. Yeah, it's a second challenge episode. your Challenge yourself, <laughs> your sense of self, who you are as a person, the entirety of your identity. Challenge it. Always. We're not trying to give people fucking brain aneurysms here. But No, not until you try it. <laughs> challenge yourself is a little easier to palate. How do you challenge yourself? I question my beliefs pretty consistently because, and this is something that I've learned in stand-up. There was actually a, a, a poignant episode of our podcast uh, with John Bruton, actually, Plugs local Cleveland comic. Uh, at the end. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, f- so I do this thing for work. And uh, <laughs> you can hear it on different uh, in, on different platforms. And I had a conversation with a fellow human, mm-hmm. and uh, and he he said something that, that really resonated. And it and it was uh, to if you can't stand by what you joke about on stage, you have no business talking about it on stage. And to me, that means developing an argument for the opposite stance that you're taking, the opposite of what you're saying. That's so good that if somebody challenges you, you've got uh, better answers to their questions than they even have. And so and, and that that means being open to being wrong. That means being open to, you know, again, like challenging who you think you are. And I think that's something that if if more people did it, we'd have a lot more interesting conversations with people rather than because if you think you're right about everything, that's it. There's, you know, right. the fixed belief thing is it's just baffling to me. It's like you learn so much more if there's you a, continually question. There's an interesting dichotomy here because when you started talking about what John was talking about, uh, I wrote down, say it with your chest. Don't beat mm-hmm. around the bush and say shit you don't believe, uh, which I believe, full, like, 
when when I say stuff that I feel like I have a I have enough background knowledge to say, whether it be about like writing or comedy or exercising or fitness, or whatever. Uh, and people are like, I think you just say shit for this. It's like I'm I'm not going around trying to make a reputation of being the guy that just says shit for the sake of saying shit. Right. Like oftentimes, yeah, I do think I'm right. Uh, so say it with your chest. But then the second part is, you know, other people will say stuff with their chest, and it could be contradictory mm-hmm. to what you're saying. And and you said we would have more interesting conversations. And I'm a firm believer as most the the whole the whole of the human experience and interaction is conflict. That's what makes it interesting. Oh, so uh, if you say something with your chest and you feel you're 100% right, and I say something that contradicts it, there's a chance that we could both be right. 100%. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's very fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. But but like you said, it keeps things interesting because we're both right on some levels, I'm sure, uh, and also wrong at the same time. There's That's like baked into every single Every single interaction, you know, you we, we're all dealing with a very limited worldview, a very limited perspective. And uh, so instead of instead of, you know, doubling down on what I believe in, like, yeah, you know, I, I still believe it. But if you have a compelling enough argument or if you have uh, if you have a, a different perception of things, which you do, then I'm willing to listen, you know, because at the very least, I'll at least know how to deal with it the next time I have a conversation with somebody about it. The abil- and I might be wrong. The ability to say that hmm. I might be wrong, um, I think, pl- is a factor in my least favorite thing about the majority of the American population, and it's the lack of critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Critical thinking, by its very nature, invites the possibility of a party being wrong. Mm-hmm. And it and it's simply just asking a good question. Critical thinking is just asking a good question. Um, my friend bought these shoes that have really good foot support, that have, quote, air quote, really good foot support. And there's a lot of uh, exercise science that's coming out that says feet or shoes overall are just bad for human feet. Like, if we walked, like, they, they kill our natural arches because they don't make our feet, like, work. Mm. She she said it was proven by science that these were good for your feet. In what regard? Right. I mean, good for what? Do exactly. they clean your feet? Because soap is also good for your feet. <laughs> soap is proven by science to be good for your feet. But you wouldn't walk around in it. I feel like people don't, don't take overlapping pieces of information they like one one piece at a time right right i mean yeah you you could you could sit and have that conversation for days <laughs> you could and, and so i mean that that's why it's 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 helpful to have a position but be open to to other points of view um yeah let's take this into real life okay is there a time recently that that this happened to you in real life that you challenged yourself you said Oh, I fucked up. I was wrong. Or damn, I I really should change the dishwasher filter. I didn't really think I had to do that often. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll There's just the other day. So my girlfriend works nights, and she gets home a lot of times at like 1 a.m., and the last thing she wants to do is cook. 
Okay. I even though I work from home, I typically work from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to a mic or go to sleep or whatever. So I'm busy all day, and sometimes I don't have a chance to, like, make dinner for when she gets home. And and, and she called me out. Bad she called boyfriend. me out on it. And in my head, I'm like, but I've been busy all day. I've been, you know, I've been working all day. But it, And instead of, of fighting fire with fire, because that would just leave, lead to a fight— I asked, well, like, what, like, what, like, how does, I forgot what I asked, but it it disarmed her because I thought, because I feel like she felt we were going to go into a fight too. And then the the question just became like, well, when, when would you like me to, to, to cook or, or like, I forget what I, what I asked specifically, but it changed the trajectory of the conversation. What should I prioritize? Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. I, I, because she started talking about how it makes her feel. And if Mm -hmm. I would, if I were to say that I don't have time to do this. Then that's a different conversation. But because I asked, like, you know, because she started uh, telling me how it made her feel, it changed the entire story I was telling myself in my head. And so those initial thoughts of, like, getting mad because, you, you know, you you expect me to – I've been working all day. I did a – I went to an open mic. I did this. I did that. I cleaned the litter box. I did – you know, that 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 argument just dissipated in my head. And I, and, it, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, now I feel like – I feel like a piece of shit that I even had that thought in the first place. Yeah. And then, you know, and then we haven't had to have that conversation because I do have moments throughout my day where it's like, when can I, when can I like do this? Oh, there was a moment where I was on Twitter for like 20 minutes. That's, you know, 20 minutes of prep that I could do with the food. You know what I mean? Fucking hate Twitter. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a um, void. I think <laughs> one of the, I think one of the most powerful things about challenging yourself is uh, have you ever tried to challenge another person on their beliefs? Oh yeah, it doesn't work. No, the, the only person that can truly change somebody's mind about how they operate is themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is the talk I have to give myself every time I want to like someone questions someone. Someone says, "Hey, you did something wrong." Instead of saying, "No, why I thought it was right," just be like, "Okay." I did it wrong. Yeah. And then operate like that person is never going to change what they think is the right or wrong way to do things. So I just have to like code switch my behavior Mm -hmm. based on who I'm around. Yeah. And and you can you can't get somebody to change their mind, but you can if you ask them a question, you get them thinking differently about it. So like what would it take for you to believe this? What would you have to what would you have to see to consider seeing it from a different point of view. I'm constantly tempted and I'm resisting the urge to make this about like vaccines and masks and stuff. Um, But, you know, that is, you know. It's the conversation of the day, you know. It is the kind I don't know. Well, this, well, by the time this comes out, it's still going to be a fucking ridiculous (laughs) conversation. (laughs) I thought the conversation was going to end like a year ago. Oh, my God. Just, but that's, you ask an anti-masker, why or an anti-vaxxer, you know, why they don't believe in something. They'll give you a mil they you're you're not gonna ask them questions out of their belief. I feel like I people always ask them why, but I like what, what would it take for you to change your belief? Because if you ask why, they're just gonna pot stack a bunch of unrelated reasoning. Why am I oh why am I right? I'll tell you why I'm right. Yeah. What would it take for me to admit I'm wrong? 
now we're talking. Yeah, that's a different conversation. That's a completely different. Yeah, conversation. they might they may hit the panic button and be like, "How about the Browns?" But you know, I mean, just. But that idea, because you build up this image of who you are. I'm I'm somebody who's proud. I'm somebody who's you know this is my identity. This is who I am as a human. This is, and then and then you ask a question that says, "Well, what would it take for you to not?" <laughs> Or to to look at it in a different way, and it's just all of a sudden information overload. Like the blue screen pops on <laughs> in their heads, and oh my god, yeah, it's an interesting, it's well, an interesting Trump dynamic. Is, Trump is pro vaccine now, is he? He is. The few the few public appearances he's made, he urges people to take the vaccine, but those clips never air. Of those clips not. only air on CNN. Of course not. Yeah. What would it? Because that's what it would take. Him to just be like, this is best. Well, people who uh, we're gonna talk about vaccines. Who gives a fuck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're past the tipping point. The people. Okay, it's a good example. If you ask an anti-vaxer who told, who gave them all this information, do you think they'd be able to give any answer outside of a YouTube conspiracy? Like, yeah, Tucker Carlson says, Laura Ingram says, Sean Hannity says. I've had the conversation. So the okay, but here's the thing: uh, when the election happened, even when even when Fox News admitted Trump lost, people were still like, "Nah." Yeah. So like, what what would it take? Oh my God, you blew my mind. What would it? This. Yeah. What would it take for you to to believe that Joe Biden won the election? What would they be able to give you an answer? I don't know. That's that's not a well, question I've asked. Somebody. Honestly, the answer I would respect the most is absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. I'm a goddamn American. I don't have to change for anybody. I believe what I believe, and you know what? It doesn't change a goddamn thing about my life. Right, and and I'm still gonna wake up and go to work in the morning. And then I ask myself the question: Why am I like? We just wasted 20 minutes. I just wasted 20 minutes trying to get you to see my point of view instead of enjoying this dinner that we're having together or whatever. Like, yeah. Why are we? Why are we even having this conversation in the first place? What is it gonna? What is it gonna? How is it gonna benefit me to get you to change your mind? What am I gonna get to go home and be like, I did it, I fucking nailed it. I'm a better person now because I got like, what you know? It's not you, how it works. You've been reading some sales books, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, what would it yeah. take for me to get you into this car? Uh, a firm handshake and eye contact. And a fuck ton of <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Can I eat spaghetti in the car? <laughs> Think of the carbs, fellas. Come on. <laughs> you, oh, yeah, the, I forgot you guys are old. Are you not familiar with that? Put the car name? in carbs. With the, what? The car salesman slaps the top of the car and he says, this bad boy can hold a fuck ton of spaghetti. And then it's sold. No, I don't. Oh, it no, could, I'm you not could, familiar with Think that. of how much spaghetti you could fit inside a Subaru. That's so funny. I was having a conversation with my girlfriend today because we're going on a road trip, and and I forgot to cancel my like HelloFresh subscription. Oh hell yeah! And so I was like, well, it's just going to be road food, you know. I'm going to be I'm going to be twirling spaghetti with a fork and a spoon while while I'm driving with my knees. Like, I eat spaghetti in the car. The other conflict I have with this show is that I guess it could be considered a self help show. Well, the so it's a do's and don'ts yeah thing. What should everybody do? What should everybody not do? Um, but a lot of the stuff is it comes off as common sense. Any reasonable person would be like, no, nobody would. Nobody's ever like, yeah, I'm a fucking racist, <laughs> right? They said, no, I'm not, or like, I want people listening who aren't fucking idiots because a lot of people take what I say. 
completely the wrong way. Uh, and if you're listening and you've, I can't believe, if you're one of those people, I can't believe you've even made it to this episode, to be honest. <laughs> I hate this guy, uh, but maybe he'll change. But I also hope that some people are listening to hope to like gain some like perspective. But like, I, I'm just, cause like a lot, it's like uh, one of the episodes is like, don't get into fights. And who's going to listen to that and be like, well, I was I was gonna get into a fight later tonight, but now that you mention yeah. it, I probably won't. Yeah, I can't afford to get a new pair of glasses. What would you so to say all of that shit? What would you recommend to somebody listening to this? Like, how do you get into the habit of being open to criticism? Because that's what this is. This is being opening yourself up to criticism, whether it's from yourself or an outside source. I feel like once you're once you're more open to criticizing yourself, you're more likely to take it from an outside source. But, uh, like, what would you recommend to somebody who's trying to be more open to criticism? I uh, that that's such a complicated question. It's different for everybody. You know, know yourself. Like, know, think back to a time when you changed your mind before and it benefited you. We've all changed our minds about things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if we can look back at something and you have that 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 supporting detail that's like, oh, this has helped me in the past versus, you know, uh, staying steadfast and, and being wrong, I, you know, relationships end that way, whether it's romantic mm-hmm. or professional or whatever, you know. Um, so I feel like there's more good, but we tend to gloss that over with, you know, all the bad stuff tends to bubble up to the top. Yeah. But there are moments where, you know, you can look back and be like, oh, I've, you know, when I changed my mind or when I learned something, it, I was better off because of it or I, I solved a problem that I had because of it or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you said relationship and, like, your relationship with yourself is just like your relationship with anybody else. Sure. So, like, let's say you and your girlfriend or, like, me and my roommate, we get into fights. Uh and a, a lot of times what we're fighting about, she's right, and I'll fight it until I'll eventually say, like, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll do it differently in the future. And it's so much more liberating than spending the rest of the day thinking we both won the argument. Yeah, you're just ruminating. it, And then the argument is going to happen again. It's and inevitable. And so if you just do that with yourself, it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You saved so much time. I thought I didn't like mushrooms for my, for the longest time. I was like, I fucking hate mushrooms. And then I, and then I heard a guy, I heard a nice old wise white man say, "You should eat mushrooms because they're good for you." And then I ate mushrooms. That was the turning. I point? I had to apologize to myself. I said, "Yeah." Was it like a wizard? You were wrong. It was, <laughs> it a was bit Joe wrong. Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you. What is that coffee that's made with mushrooms? Anyway, well, uh, that was mentioned. Yeah. Anyways, but but that that's another thing too is because when I was a kid, I didn't eat anything. I was had the most boring chicken tenders, chicken tenders burger with with cheese and ketchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even eat pickles, onions, cucumbers, tomatoes, none of it, none of it. And then uh, and then as I was getting older and more and more liberated from my parents, I tried Chinese food, tried sushi, tried. You didn't try Chinese scallops. food until you grew up. No, no, I didn't. No, my, oh, that it was, was never. A sta- a, that was a staple in the Gary house. It was a liberating moment. I got. I had. It was General Tso's chicken. It was at a rehearsal for Cinderella, my senior year of high school. Damn. And uh, yeah, the, I can. I can pinpoint it. 
Chinese food, like it was in a styrofoam box, and the it was just all packed in there. Did they let you keep the dress <laughs> and the slippers? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was a killer Cinderella. Dude, we used to get when we got Chinese food, we would get Chinese food for like the next three days. Yeah, it would like it would be like in the summer. We're all like doing our sports. It's like here's your food for the next three days. Yeah, work it out. It. It changed. It opened up an entire new world of possibilities for me. Just oh that one order of general. So I was like, if this, if I've been lied to my whole life about this, what else? And then that just maybe that was the def- the, the moment I knew that I needed to like get into comedy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, if we could really go back to that defining moment, it's when I had Chinese, Chinese food for the first time. <laughs> And, like, I worked at an Italian restaurant. I had never really had seafood before. And then the, the chef was like, I messed up these scallops. All, all the guests loved the scallops. So I was like, there's got to be something here. But I've never had seafood before. And I took I took a bite, and it was, like, yeah, fireworks in my head, man. Uh, I, I hated seafood, refused to eat it. And then I went on a fishing – I went on an island camping trip in the Florida Keys. And uh, you could only eat what you caught. So okay. we had to eat seafood. And now it's like my favorite fucking thing. Yeah, I love, shrimp is so fucking good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Food. I mean, there's so many things. Food is so good. Hot food take. Is so good. Hot take. And uh, we'll wrap it up with that hot take. I don't want to end on any controversy. Yeah. We'll talk about plenty of bullshit after yeah. this. But uh, challenge yourself. Challenge your beliefs. Be open to criticism. Yeah, I think I think the food like that's a good example of it because we've all had uh, food that we haven't liked before that we eventually learn to like and now it's way easier to split a pizza with somebody when you like mushrooms one of my one of my good friends said we we got we got a pizza watched some basketball and when he left he he said uh you know you, you can't share a pizza with just anybody <laughs> two people ordering a pizza that's a special moment that's it is a moment you gotta make eye contact as the cheese stretches mm. all right say uh say challenge yourself challenge yourself plug your shit Okay. Uh, you can find me on social media. I'm the David Horning on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, visit my website, watercoolercomedy.org. Learn a little bit about what I do outside of comedy. Uh, basically, I teach managers how to not be a dick and develop their sense of humor so that they create workplaces where people want to work. And uh, you can listen to my podcast, too. Uh, you can't laugh at that. We break down why things are funny with a lot of really, really funny comics. So if you're a comedian or if you're just interested in the the dynamics of humor, check that out. And I also have, like, CEOs on that. We were talking about, you know, your your job, what separates them from the the pretenders. And it's it's usually the fact that they have a sense of humor. So that's a, that's a component of that podcast as well. That yeah, you also, can't laugh at work. Also part of the Golden Ox Network. Also part of Golden Ox, Ox, Ox Network. Yeah, definitely. GoldenOxStudio.com. And we did and we did mention it earlier when I yelled at him for plugging, but uh, the John Bruton episode of You Can't Laugh at That is a really good place to start if you listen to that episode. Yeah, for sure. Because you guys talk about black cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's true. <laughs> You're a listener. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's that's my favorite. You, you can cut. Yeah. yeah you can cut. Uh, no, my, my favorite one-liner I've ever heard was when John said, That is The Floss. If you liked part one of this feature episode, part two will be coming out next week. But if you want to listen to it early, all you have to do is subscribe to the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash thefloss If you like the show and you listen on a streaming platform that lets you follow the show, Go ahead and follow it. And if you can leave a review or a rating, 
please do it. It helps the show out a whole bunch, and I greatly appreciate it. Every episode of The Floss is recorded at Golden Ox Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. If you live in Cleveland and you need to say something into a microphone for any reason at all, do it at Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy's awesome, he cares a lot about Cleveland, and he'll give a huge shit about whatever you're making. I'm Gabe Gary, and thank you very much.